What's up, guys? This is Birdies Not BS. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Cheyenne Woods. And I'm Doug Smith, the one and only. Today, we are tackling the oh, question of look, is golf look. racist is, it, is what would you say I is the you. sport of golf racist wow that's where we're going golf is not that hard well it doesn't have to be that's why we cut through all the highbrow golf bs to give you what you really need to know to enjoy the golfing experience i'm doug smith and i'm cheyenne woods and together we have over 50 years experience playing the game of golf at every level every week we'll break down a new topic in 10 minutes or less answering some of the most popular questions in golf today you're welcome so is golf racist where do we begin? I know, but let's break this down a little <laughs> bit because I feel like the game itself, no, no question. Golf as a game is not racist. I mean, I get you're hitting a white ball. That in itself <laughs> proves it's not racist. Got sticks. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but is golf racist? No, I think I think where golf struggles is golf has had a long past and golf can't avoid this past. Let's be honest. I mean, golf had a clause in their bylaws that this was a Caucasian only sport. Various country clubs throughout the country. Uh, I won't name any, so don't start trembling courses. Some courses were very, very closed off to the even concept of minorities being anywhere but the kitchen or on the ground staff. Even our in our lifetime, and, and our, they've it, had that. I've integrated yeah. two golf courses, and I'm 34. Wow. I think there's been some very, very tough folks that had a very, very um, strong stance on the issue of minorities and in the advancement of minorities. We also have to remember, too, that golf is a microcosm of society. A hundred percent. I mean, what we see in the U.S. is what you're going to see in golf. And golf has kind of had a bit of a slow start, maybe a step behind the U.S. And in terms of race relations and what we see on tours or on the golf course, it's not as diverse as we see in everyday life. And I think that's why sometimes it gets the stereotype of what we're doing. Um, you know, I'm mixed. My mom is white. My dad is black. And I grew up playing golf around most white people people um and even today play on the lpj tour it's majority asian european and white caucasian americans so we are seeing improvement in the game and you know a lot lot of diverse more diversity diversity. but there is definitely room to grow absolutely you know efforts taken by the pga of america pga tour world golf foundation all these other organizations they've done a great job pga reach is initiative that's that's come out recently but you know my own personal experience have i been a victim of racism on the golf course or at a golf course (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i was playing an event back home and i went to use the restroom and the attendant of the locker room the members only locker room. Mm-hmm. I, I closed the, do- the the door to do my my pregame you know situation before <laughs> my round. And no, this is a true story. I, I believe the you. attendant actually knocked on the stall door of the restroom, knocked on the door, and I re- I remember flinging the door open like what the hell is going on right now where mm-hmm. somebody has the audacity all up in my business in my business while I'm trying to handle some business. You know what I'm yes. saying? <laughs> and this guy asked me if he could help me. And after a couple of uh, interesting looks I gave the guy, I let him know, like, unless you're going to, you know, do something for me in this situation, there's no way you can help me right now. And I, and I shut the door. But that just went to show me, like, there are still certain hurdles that that I had to had to jump over as it relates to race relations within this game of golf. And for me, I think it even made me love golf that much more. I felt like I could carry the banner for we the black people. Yeah, Here I come. 100%. You know, and, I and totally I, get that. I was excited about that opportunity. Now, being out on tour and traveling the country, do you see racism in golf 
um, outside of the United States? Outside of the U.S., I actually think they're more welcoming. And I, again, as a mixed race girl, I blend in a lot of places that we go. Um, brown skin and, you know, a lot of places outside the U.S. are brown people. So uh, I think the biggest thing that I've experienced is the quote of, you don't look like a golfer. Oh, wow. And so for me, I'm like, what, what does a golfer look like? And I think it's that stereotypical image of country club, polo, sweater. Yeah. So it's frustrating because, you know, we want to break the mold of what golf is because golf is for everybody. And, and let me say this, though, along the same veins of what Cheyenne just said. Golf is not racist. People in and around golf traditionally have been racist, but we've seen marginal improvements over the last 10 years. So what I will say for those folks that that are using the racism of golf or this or this veil of exclusion from the game of golf, I challenge you to actually go out and play. Go to your nearby municipal course and and go play. Go hit balls on the range. At yes. a public golf course, you yes. are you you can go chip and putt. Yep. So what I don't want to happen shy is I don't want people to continue to use these racial nomenclatures to stay away from golf. A hundred percent. Those days of, of being able to use the golf as racist excuse are long gone. Yeah, I agree. When you go to a golf course, you get to meet so many different types of people. I mean, golf is the one sport where you could be from totally different backgrounds, spend four and a half, five hours with this person, finish the round and be good friends. Have a beer. Have a beer. Split a hot dog. Yeah. And so in terms of what we can do to improve on this moving forward, I think is just embracing the fact that golf is for everybody, that there are opportunities, whether you want to play competitively, just for fun at the public course, and making and creating this laid back lifestyle, showing people how to enjoy the lifestyle yeah. of golf. When I was growing up watching golf, I didn't see anybody on tour that really looked like me. I didn't have that direct connection of seeing somebody I could really relate to. And with young golfers growing up, a lot of it is the accessibility and the relatability to the sport. Absolutely. You turn on the TV, you see LeBron James, you see Serena Williams. Minorities growing up in these communities can relate to these sports a little bit more than golf. Increasing the accessibility and just the visibility of these athletes would be huge for these kids growing up and just getting an interest in the game. We need to fish where the fish are. You know, if we really want to grow the game and break down these social barriers and constructs, we need to take golf into the places where the people are that we want to play golf. The great thing about where I'm from is there was a, a youth organization that's no longer uh, in existence where a bunch of older, older minority guys, they w actually were proactive in their approach to bring kids into the game. They picked kids up from school. They brought kids yes. to the course. They stayed late. They were late to dinner with their own families teaching these kids the best parts of the game of Committed. golf, you know, and I don't, I feel like we don't see that anymore. And I think those are some opportunities that, that we're missing and need to be brought back. I remember I had a moment on the LPGA. It was two years ago in Portland. It was a really big moment for me and, and these girls that I became really close with. Ginger Howard, Sedina Parks, Mariah Stackhouse, four black girls on the LPGA tour playing in the same week, most ever in history. And so I posted something real proud, you know, I'm always down for representing golf and, and growing it. And I posted about this being the most black girls in one week. So I kept getting comments about, why has it always got to be a race thing? No. Why has it always got to be black and white? And at the end of the day, golf has been that. And golf lacks diversity. So when we have these special moments, they need to be celebrated because it is history being made. It needs to be highlighted. It needs to be shown on a large platform. And I think sometimes that's our job as professional golfers to do that. I think it's so interesting, too, that 
in golf media today, it's such a hot topic of diversity and inclusion in golf. But when we have these events and these experiences, these milestones, these milestones nobody celebrates it. No. So you want to keep asking these questions. But when they happen, where are you at? You know, that's a great question. I think we're going to have to do a follow-up episode to this one just to answer that. Now it's time for our Let's Get Technical segment where we actually turn it from Golf 101 to more like Golf 205. So for this week, Cheyenne, we're going to talk a little bit about putting with the pin in Mm. or putting with the pin out. Let's first break it down. Bryson DeChambeau was really the first kind of voice out on the PGA Tour with should we leave the pin in or should we leave the pin out? How does leaving the pin in help? And as the weekend golfer plays, should they themselves leave the pin in or take it out? So what we heard from Bryson, uh, as you said, he was the first voice of it. He came out with all this research, as he does. And what they found is with the more uh, aggressive speed, it definitely helps. Um, So for me, I've been kind of doing a little bit of both. I don't know what helps and what doesn't. A lot of it for me is what visually looks comfortable yeah, but they got caddies out there you know yeah out on tour they got caddies somebody can take it like that's i feel like it's lazy let's take take the and flag sometimes out. that's what it is i just don't want to go take it out and so for the average amateur just leave it in it's easier <laughs> but what about if you hit the flag stick and it bounces out because we've all yeah. been chipping yes. or practicing and seeing the adverse effects yes. of leaving the pin in and that's the risk you take i'm gonna tell you something you see me on the putting green that pin's coming out keeping it old school all the way gangster all right So don't forget, guys, let's get technical. These are your questions that you want answered. DM us, comment, uh, send us your questions at our social media platforms at Birdies Not BS. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on, what you're thinking about, what you want to hear on the show, and we'll talk about it just for you.